welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. When the forces of law are brought to bear, the guilty will pursue their innocence with fervor. Morality is dismissed in favor of simple practicalities. What can I do to avoid punishment? Now, as true as that desire to remain free may be, it can't truly change the facts. Lies and machinations can obfuscate the truth, but how effective can they be with such little time to prepare? I don't have a sister. I'm not saying it's your sister, but I. there are many means to impersonate you, magical and otherwise. Like, you're some kind of magic man. Just roll that intimidate there. Yeah. Roll intimidate. Oh, yeah. that's a six. Oh, yeah, I stand by my statement. Like, you're some kind of magic lady. Because <laughs> if you were magic, you wouldn't go stabbing people. You would just twiddle your fingers and they'd be dead. You're right. You know what? You're point. right. There's no point in arguing, and I'll just walk away. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could always offer proof that you could do this. Oh too. no, I have a plan for the proof. Don't okay, worry. I have a plan for the proof. All right. Anything else you want to do with Bacada? As I'm walking out, I'll turn around and say, "Just don't forget, I gave you the easy way out of this," and I walk out. All right, Darvin. To the library. To the library. The library is actually this larger room before you get to the common shrines. The area that Bale walked through last night was indeed the city's library. You go past this halfling waist-high wall, which is really only a couple feet, a pair of swinging doors, and there are a number of shelves go up to the ceiling with a modest number of books. And this is definitely a lending library. You can't just keep them, but anyone's welcome to come in and look at stuff, sit down at a table and read. If you wanted to take one home, there's a little card on the inside. So what is it you're looking for? Town history. Any murders in the recent past. Make your way over to the history section, like the, the civic past section. Like this year in Honey Hollow. Roll me an investigation. You go into these books and start looking for information. Eat. You pull out this year in Honey Hollow history. Uh, 130 AT. There appears to be a lot of, like almost like journal entries, explaining... Oh, this year's flower crop, uh, what's in bloom, number of bees this season, honey output, different flavors of honey. There's a mention of an orc man who was found dead in one of the tunnels. Hmm. It says, you know, this is a travesty, and it looks like foul play may have been involved. And then there's a little footnote thing on there saying, for more information, see like this law book, which is going to be very technical terms. <laughs> uh, let's see, it would be called The Judicial Arrangements of 138 and The Crimes Committed Therein. Let me see if I can find The 
judicial arrangements of 138 AT and the crimes committed therein. <laughs> uh, roll me perception. Freaking law librarying it right now. This is probably a very good thing for us. Fucking crit bill. You can find it, but it will take you the entirety of the morning to do so. <laughs> okay. They do not have a Dewey Decimal System or whatever. <laughs> they do not have it's all like, like. a full-time dedicated library staff. Things are set in sections, but it's not alphabetical. It doesn't look like it's chronological. It looks like people are pulling things off the shelf. And, you know, they're trying to put it back in the right section, but is it the right arrangement on the shelf? Is it the right shelf? Who knows? Who cares? Some books are with, like, the spine facing backwards. <laughs> Just like, oh, well, mm-hmm. there's a lot more books on the lower half of the shelves. A little stepladder to get to the higher ones. But it takes you the entirety of the morning just to find this book. Okay. But you can certainly spend your afternoon now looking at that if you want. Yeah. In which case, let's go to the afternoon. And you open up this book. Okay. What do I find in the judicial arrangements of uh, Roll me another investigation. Yeah. Roll another investigation on this book. You will definitely find something. 19. Oh, yeah. You'll find plenty of information. There was an orc named Moonsea who was found dead in a tunnel. It appeared that somebody had dug a hole in the side of the snow and shoved him in there. And if it weren't for a bit of his boot sticking out, it probably would have been years before he would have found him. If ever. And upon removing the body from the snow tunnel, uh, they found a number of bruises and broken bones, stab wounds. Clearly, something happened. There definitely was a trial. Only two people were brought in as suspects. The law brought somebody in, which is to say the like the city guards named someone as a suspect, and Maraska named someone as a suspect for this trial. Earl Moore, being hands-off, noted as usual, at least in, as far as naming suspects goes, did not nominate anyone and wanted to remain as impartial as could be. There was actually a short trial. At the end of it, the mayor voted guilty on their suspect. The guards voted guilty on their own suspect. Earl Moore voted innocent on both. And so each of the suspects were given a light punishment, uh, which was noted as two weeks in the well. So you rolled 19? Yeah. Yeah. With a 19, you can definitely learn that there were some dissenting letters afterwards from the public written to Earl Moore and the mayor and the head of the guard that the punishment wasn't severe enough, imploring Earl Moore to hold a second trial put one of them on trial again. Uh, there is no such thing as double jeopardy in Honey Hollow. You can be tried again until you're found guilty by all three parties or innocent by all three parties. And basically, however many vote guilty on you determines how severe your punishment for the crime is. Makes sense. It's, a, it's a town of compromise. This is the halfling way of doing it. So not only can they have multiple suspects, they can actually have multiple people who are partially guilty. But there was never any proof. Like, there was no bloody dagger. There was no broken clubs. Uh, there was no confession. So it was a light sentence. Okay. And that is what you discovered during your investigation. Well, that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, afternoon, then, for Vale or Aranis. Do you have an afternoon plan? I don't. I'm just going to head back to the hostel. Okay, I'll meet you there because I have a thought, too. If you want to make a real quick plan, you can. So we get back to the hostel. How did your morning go? It was okay. I don't know that I learned very much, but Quinn said he wasn't sure about the relationship between the father and son. Um, so I don't really have anything. He was too young to remember the last thing that happened here, so we just kind of hung out. I went to go see my person who I thought was going to be able to help me. 
things. They turn, totally can. Yes, things that <laughs> turn rather contentious because I tried to play the uh, "Hey, you're in as much trouble as I am" because they're pretty. I believe that they're pretty well known that in town is kind of potentially a troublemaker, and they're concerned that they're going to get pinched for this as much as me. So I have a last-ditch effort planned if we can't find a better one. Uh, I definitely think I have the ability to frame this person if we have to. I would not like to have to do that. It's kind of not the most honorable way to deal with this. And sure, if I have to come back here and do something like this again, it would be nice to have them as a contact. I would like to try and convince them that it's in their best interest to give me what I need, either for free or at a discount. She tried to upcharge me, and I couldn't even afford it when I asked for the first time. I think that if I play my cards right, I can convince her to give me what I need for free, but I'm going to have to do that at night. My thought is to break into her house looking just like her, scare the crap out of her, and convince her to give me what I need. And that way she doesn't see me change. She just she sees someone who shows up in her room looking just like her, saying, I can make you very unhappy. And the number one suspect in this investigation. I mean, she won't know 100% that it's you, but what makes you confident that she won't then just rat you out as a shapeshifter. She won't know me as a shifter either. I made her believe it was some sort of magic that I had access to. She bought that? I insinuated a magic. I'm not sure if she bought magic, but I think the sheer shock of seeing, you know, herself arguing with herself could help convince her to assist us in the way we need to be assisted. Okay. The other option is to just go kill dad looking just like her and then leave my assassination card at her office the next time I go in. If this person's associated with the guild, isn't that going to make you look bad? I don't think they're completely... Correct me if I'm wrong on this one, because I feel like I would. They had symbols that were in Thieves' Cant, but they are not a guild member. There's nothing that led you to believe they are a member of the Danny Mall. At best, you'd probably think they are, like, guild-friendly. So, again, framing her is not the best choice. But it's a last-ditch option if they're really looking at us and we need to throw them off our trail. Okay. Uh, so what should I do? Because if you don't have any ideas, I'm going to go back to the bar. No, yeah. Right now I'm thinking keep up appearances at this point. Okay. So then we're either of you doing for the rest of your afternoon. I will take my loot. I don't obviously have any sort of like gigs scheduled at the bar. I'm not on the schedule, but I will take my loot and go kind of hang in the bar. And And if you can continue trying to figure out where dad lives, that would be helpful. And today, instead of actively like interacting with people, I just kind of want to listen to what they have to say. You're going to go to the bar. You're going to eavesdrop. Roll perception, though. About an eight. Oh, wait. Sorry. Nine. Okay. So much better. With the nine, you'll hear some more of the gossip from earlier. You'll also overhear Sweet William saying that, you know, I could have swore someone was asking around about him just a few days ago as he's talking to probably Satsuma, who's drunk there, and it's just idle chit-chat. If you want to go and ask any follow-up questions to anyone around, you can. Nope, I'm going to lay low this evening. All right, you lay low. The suicide rumor is gone. Like, that's... Laughable. But yeah, people are still very concerned about it. I'm getting a little, a little anxious. That's about all you're going to get. Um, I think Bill, you're the only one who hasn't gone this afternoon yet. Alright, and I am going to spend the afternoon trying to find out where Dad lives. What are you thinking as far as how to do this goes? You know what? I'm going to go head out to where Cortland worked. You go to the gardens. And I'm looking for any people that are, like, gawking or grieving or, like, trying to come to grips with his death. Sure. 
Roll perception. There's three main chambers here. All right, then. Yes. There's Kasava, the beekeeper who is in here. He seems to be more at work than actively mourning, but he's definitely slow about it. There are a few halflings and orcs around as well. Caster is in one of the rooms, kind of crouched in a flower bed. Looks like he's drinking out of a flask and just crying. I'm gonna go Caster. You can go talk to him. Hey, sir, are you, are you alright? No. What's wrong? Are, are you... Were you good friends with the victim? <sighs> she was my girlfriend. Wait, Cortland was your girlfriend? No, not Cortland. Mayapple. She's so pretty. Who is Mayapple? She... Yeah. Everybody's worried about Cortland being dead. Seem to forgot that she died. Like that's fair. Just because one was an accident and one was a murder. Her death's not as important. So you lost someone on the same day that Cortland died? Yeah. That's so tragic. Thank you. <laughs> it is. Has anybody done anything to you know, to help you or or your girlfriend, I'm assuming's family, like, cope or anything? Well, William hasn't cut me off yet. That's a start. Well, that was nice of him. <laughs> but has, you know, no one's done anything else to try to, to help you? I mean, uh, isn't it? No. No. I, mean, I don't know. Human tradition may be different than work tradition, but I know, like, where I come from, like, when someone dies, we bring them food, their family food, and, and help take care of the family so that they can grieve. Did you bring me food? No, but I can help you get some food if you need some food, buddy. Thank you, miss. <laughs> I, I don't know. I... I, I, I haven't gone to see her family yet. Do you, do, do you want to? No. Okay. Is there anything I can do to help you, aside from get you some food? That would be a great start. All right. Well, you know, since I'm getting you some and taking care of you, do you think that the Fortenberry family might need some food to help them, too? I mean, I, I want to help. Mm-hmm. Since I'm visiting, I'd like to help as many people as I can. Sure. Roll Persuasion. Uh, persuasion, that is a 16. Oh, you're really nice. What's your name, lady? Uh, my name is Kara. Kara, you're one of the good ones. What do you make? What do you have to eat? Oh, I was gonna just go buy some. I'm not much of a good cook. (laughs) Oh, it's still very nice of you. I'll be here. Okay, well, I'm gonna go get some food for you, and maybe when I get back, you can help me figure out where I could take some food to the Fortenberries. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go find some food. What kind of food are you looking for? Something that I can afford with the two silver I have to my name. You probably find like some biscuits. Okay, that's not gonna be enough. Like, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna go find you, yeah. him and see some if he can help me. Biscuits. I'm gonna go see if I can find him because I feel like he's loaded. Okay. You're in the bar. Yeah. Roll perception. Yeah, she knew I was there. Board. Fifteen. Yeah, you're certainly able to find Arnus. Hey, Arnus, can I borrow some cash? I need to get some food for a couple of people. Very odd request, but uh, sure. How much money are we talking? How much money would I want to get two good meals for people? How good of a meal? Like a decent meal, like enough to make you nice and full for a day. A real good meal. Probably spend a gold on that. And oh man, for two people, people, people would be like passed out on gravy. Cool. Then yeah, give me a gold. Okay. Cool. That seems cheaper than whatever the other option was he was talking about. Yeah. So I'm gonna assume that that's fine. And you'll spend the rest of the afternoon chasing down Arnis and chasing down some tasty food. At which point, the rumor will start spreading throughout the town that a group is trying to get into the city, but they are being locked out. And public opinion on this is quite mixed. 
So, just ended the afternoon on the second day. As we move to the evening time, who would like to do something? I got what I needed. The book stays in the lab. You put the book back. No, I'm going to see if I can find Kara. Exactly, and tell the sheriff. They're all in the in the bar, so pretty easy to find. Um, is this somewhere safe-ish where we can talk, or is it better not to? There's some music in the background. There are people around. I don't know how safe you want to be alone in a closet. Now, this is not that safe. I'll fill Kara out a little bit then, see what she thinks. So, um, I looked a bit into the town's history. And what did you find? Well, about 34 years ago, there was another murder. I mean, previous murder. The last murder in this town was 34 years ago. An orc named Moonseed was found dead in a tunnel. And they found him because his boot was sticking out of a hole. It was bruised, had broken bones, and stab wounds. Two people were tried for it, and both got one vote guilty, one vote innocent. So both got two weeks in the well. Whatever that is. Do you have any idea who these people were? Uh, yeah, you would have their names. Yeah. Uh, there was one person named Celeriac, and the other one was Darnel. Celeriac and Darnel. Darnel? Uh, he is the uh, older orc man that you visited, Vale. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I can't throw that guy under the bus. So I think what I've learned is that as long as there are two suspects and they don't have conclusive evidence, people aren't really convicted so much as punished based on how likely it is they committed the crime. Okay. Meaning, if someone were to commit such a crime, if there were multiple suspects and the judiciary were torn, sentencing would probably be very lenient. I think tomorrow we need to do some recon again. Wait, I don't say this right now at this table. <laughs> I'll just kind of be like, we should talk about this more tomorrow morning. It's been a long day. Of course. That's that conversation on my end. What else do you want to do this evening? Just having a quick info exchange with your party here. Yeah, that's real quick. Did I get... This goes back to what I might have read in the book, but didn't ask about then. Yeah, you can certainly ask questions about what you read. Did I get anything as to... And I get this is a weird question because I don't actually know who did it for sure. Did I get any clues as to motive? Possible motive? Uh, no. This was a little bit cut and dry. This was just like the facts. Okay. Since they didn't have a unanimous guilty vote, they couldn't necessarily say, like, they did it because of this. It's just like, they were guilty enough. Okay. Jim, do anything you want. I don't think so. I don't want to start asking questions. I don't want to draw attention to myself. All right. Then Vale or Arnis, what would you like to do this evening? Arnis is going to hang in the bar and see if he can, you know, get up on stage, play a tune or two, but that's... There's not any open slots tonight. Yeah, I didn't Unless you wanted to try to horn in on somebody else's act. Nah, I'm not, you know, I'm not a jerk. Anything you'd like to do in regards to the investigation or news of this party, or this group being locked out of the city? Um, I'll keep listening, considering that the, like, listening to people, considering that the music is probably going to still be pretty somber from people playing. Yeah. So, um, I will continue to keep my ear to the ground. Sure, you can give me a perception roll. Fourteen. There are still rumors. They're getting less wild. Jilted Lover has kind of fallen off the table because everyone knows he was in mourning still. A long mourning period, but, you know, dead wife and all. To be expected. There's rumors that it was a hit job. Like, he was targeted to be taken out because of the activities of him and his wife. Interesting. You know, you can't trust those revolutionary types. Or rebellious, or 
however people want to describe it. Right. Surely a couple people just said crazy or stupid. And yet word is also spreading that people have been asking around for him a bit more than lately. Oh dear. Vale. Vale is going to attempt... And she's got all that information from Darvin. Certainly heard about the group that's being mm-hmm. locked out. You know that the investigation is ongoing. Um, I haven't heard um, specifics about the group that's been locked out. No, 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 no specifics. Just that there's like, people are trying to get in, but, you know, they can't because the city's on lockdown. Nobody's coming in. Uh, but yeah, if you want to take that food over to Caster... Yep, that's what we're doing. You certainly can. I'm taking it to Caster. He is... Half awake. Hey, Caster. Uh, 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 I brought you some food, buddy. Oh, you're the best. I've got some extra here I'd like to take to the other people who lost someone this week. Do you know where I might find them? Which family, man? I heard he's got a dad in town. Guy's got to be grieving, right? Yeah, yeah, man. He's got a dad. Uh, I'm going to get really unreliable directions. No, no. Do you want to go with him? He's willing to show you. Yeah, I'll go with him. Stumbling through the city... And you get into the more residential area, and you know that just off that path to the left is CJ's house. Mm-hmm. And he takes you out a little bit farther away from the town center from that. And he's looking down this row, and you can see every 50, 60 feet, there's like a cutaway into this snow tunnel. And there's entranceways into homes or other turns. And, okay, yeah. Here's where the booze pays off. It's oh, it's on this street somewhere. It's one of them. The old man one. Yeah. And he kind of slumps up against the side of the tunnel. Ah, cold snow feels good. (laughs) What do you mean the old man one, Caster? The one that the old man lives in. Which one is it? That one. It just points down. Just points down the hall. He rolled a three. He's not doing so hot anymore. Oh, this is not good. So there's a row of there's homes. A row. How many are on this row? We'll say eight. Oh, of course. I'm going to walk by them all and see <laughs> if there's any sign that one of them might be the one I'm looking for without, like, knocking on the doors. Sure, what are you looking for? Aside from a sign that says, right. like, C. Fortenberry, some sort of other evidence that it might be, like, a halfling that lives there, right? Yeah, roll me a perception or investigation as you go down the Ooh, street. I'll go investigation because I have better luck with that. Sixteen. You're passing down the street, looking real close at each one of these doors and the doorways, and they all appear to be halfling-sized doors. And two of them have very elaborate floral designs on them. Make a note of where the two are, and I walk back down to Cortland, and I kind of shake and be like, and I point kind of point him directly at one of them and go, is that the door I want? Okay, you go back down to Caster. Caster, sorry. Which one do you take him to? The closest one? The closest one. You walk him up to the door, and he just goes up to it, and he starts knocking on it. Hello? (laughs) Cortland? You have a guest. Oh, God. As he bangs on the door. You can definitely hear somebody approaching the door. And it opens up a couple inches and eh, a few feet off the ground there. You see an eye peek out around the door. What do you want? Hey, buddy. (laughs) Oh, God. This is ending so poorly. Ugh. Who are you? I see he looks at the two of you and just see his eye, like, peeking through the doorway. Cortland Fortenberry, we thought that we might help you grieve by giving you a meal. We brought you good food. Good food? Let's see, what is it? I hand him a plate of food. <laughs> hand him a food. It's 
mashed potatoes, some leeks, maybe a little bit of pork. Yeah, I suppose, thanks. You want to come in? It's the polite thing to do. Sure. He opens the door, Caster stumbles inside, and face plants into the couch. Oh, of course he does. An old man. You get a better look at him now. He's got droopy ears, very wrinkled face, dark gray hair, pulled back a little bit, and it stops before it gets to his shoulders. I guess the couch is taken. You can sit wherever you want. I don't care. Puts the food down on the table, and he has a couple of bites. I guess you didn't make this yourself, then. Not just visiting town, so I didn't have a place to cook. But Yeah, it tastes like what they sell in the shops. A grouchy man. A grouchy old man. Well, you also showed up uninvited. Yeah, there's that, too. And he's, you know, he keeps eating. He doesn't yeah. stop. Um, Thank you for the food. You're, you're welcome. Such as it is. Is this it? Yeah, you know, it's just kind of a human tradition from where I'm from to help the grieving by giving them food. Uh-huh. I heard the Earl was coming to visit you. I saw him last night, yeah. Have they uh, found who did it? Out of trials in a few days, we'll see. Wow, he didn't tell you anything? Uh, then someone killed him? No. I think he'd tell you something. Hey, if you want to tell me something, then tell me something. If you want to rub it in my face that I don't know anything, fine. Hey, I'm... I'm Sorry, I didn't mean to anger you further. Uh-huh. Why don't I just take my drunk friend and go? Oh, very nice of you to show up and pass out on my couch and just immediately leave. <laughs> if you're going to bug me, it's going to be for a reason, but whatever, there's the door. I was just trying to do a good deed, sir. And you you brought me some, you know, food that's been sitting in a pot for three hours. Good job. This guy's a dick. Yeah. Do you treat <laughs> everyone in your life like this, old man? Treat people how they deserve to be treated. I did a nice gesture, and you're treating me like I walked in and, you know, interrupted you in the middle of some super important thing that you're doing. You're, you're, you're right. I'm so sorry. You know, grieving my dead son is not important at all. Ah, look, a nice deed is making a good meal for a neighbor. This is pre-made food. You could have done better. This guy's a dick. That's what people have been telling me. Sir, can I just ask you one simple question? If I didn't bring this to you, what were you going to be having to eat today? Whatever. Whatever's in the cupboard. I don't know. Well, enjoy whatever's in the cupboard. I'll take my friend. And I'm going to not be able to pick up the drunk orc at this point. He will... But I will rouse him. He will drunkenly amble about and be able to help himself get to the door with some guidance. And as you leave, you can see Portland Sr. going over to the couch and just wiping the dirt off. Oh my god. Of where Caster's shoes were. I totally killed the wrong one. Yeah. Although, I'm not sure that's true. Maybe you're supposed to kill both of them. <laughs> There's a no junior or senior in there because the guy would just want them both dead. Artist just wants you to murder everybody in sight. Hey, don't assume that was Artist talk. So, I'm going to help this guy get home. You, you help him get home. That'll be the rest of your evening. It's the third day in the morning. Maraska has let it know that she will be at the shrine. She will be offered comfort and prayers with whoever wishes them. The Earl is not about the town right now, at least not that you can see, and Thorn is gathering some of her forces. That's not good. Who wants to do first in the morning? I'll go. What are you doing, Arnis? I'm just going to go talk to Maraska. Okay, you head into the shrine. It's the morning. Nobody has joined her personally yet. She is on one of the benches and appears to be in prayer. Oh, crap. Well... I don't want to interrupt her in the middle of a prayer. Interrupting her in the middle of while she's praying seems mean. And she finishes up 
her current prayer in Liana's name. Please guide us. And she opens her eyes and looks up. She sees you there. Oh, Mr. Gray. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how the how the investigation's going. It, it is going. Captain Thorne is going to be bringing in uh, some people for questioning. You know, persons of interest. Oh, you don't happen to know who, do you? I, I don't know if it would be right for me to divulge. It's, I don't believe she's looking for you. Uh, well, I suppose that's good news. You know, I, I, mean, I hate to bring it up here, but uh, Earl Moore did say you were looking for Cortland the other day. Had something to deliver to him? Not me. No, I was um, I was asking around because I knew someone that wanted to deliver something to him. But I don't know anything more than that. Do you know who it was? Mm-mm. How did you even hear about it then? He passed me a message. I passed it on. Oh, okay. Anyways. In any case, I guess I should be sorry that the investigation isn't going better. Although maybe it is. I don't know. Let's see. Do you know how confident Thorne is about the suspects that she's bringing in? It's, it's all circumstantial, from what I understand. But if that person weren't involved directly, they may have seen something or known something. Huh. Interesting. Wow, so there, so it sounds like there was somebody around that had, a, that had a grudge against CJ or something. I don't know if it was a grudge, necessarily. I mean, I certainly hope not. I mean, it's not like CJ spent his last night by himself. There's plenty of people around who saw what he did up until he went home. So they're trying to figure out where he went and who he interacted with? Yeah. If anybody saw anything. Have many of those people come forward to talk to you? (sighs) Let's see. William came forward and he he saw a lot of CJ up until he left Sweet Williams. He'd been drinking quite a bit. But then after he left, you know, people who may have seen him between there and his house. And you've talked to some of them? Well, they haven't all come forward, so some of them are going to be brought in. Just be questioned. I, I didn't know CJ well. He didn't strike me as a big drinker. What was he doing at the bar? Well, he wasn't up until somewhat recently when, you know, his wife was executed. His wife was executed? Yes. Um, so I don't I don't want to seem rude and, and overstep, but uh, for who? For what? For speaking out against the crown. For, what's it called when it's written? Libel. Or just treason. For treasonous libel. Libelous treason. Take your pick. And where did this happen? Not here. Oh, no. There hasn't been an execution here, and I don't think in written memory. No, 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 that was up in Karami. Again, if you don't mind me asking, what was his wife's name? Labruska. Yeah. Oh. Was there anything to suggest? Not that I would presume her guilt or innocence, obviously, but was there anything to suggest that he was involved in the same activities? Roll persuasion. Me no likey. Me get a nine. Well, I mean, nothing concrete, but you know how it is. If you're married, you're assumed to have known and taken part in the activities of your partner. I guess, uh, thank you for sharing that with me. I suppose you didn't have to. I'm, I'm sorry if I pressed you into it. No, it's all right. You know, it's good to talk about it sometimes. Well, thank you, Maraska. Uh, I will leave you welcome. to your Can I pray with you? Or for you? You're certainly welcome to. I am not much of a religious man myself. I'll pray to Olenir for you. The elf god. Okay. Who's next? Not me. No, not you. You gotta be one of these two. Carol, go next. Murder people. Looking for the Earl. Alright, Carol. You go look for the Earl. You look around town and you ask about He's in his office this morning. Alright, I go find him. Okay. Uh, Give me a perception roll. 
What's a nine? Yeah, you go up, knock on his door, just walk right in. What's knock up? on the door. I'm polite enough. We're <laughs> in this form. I'm polite enough. You knock on the door. And he says, just a second. 30, 45 seconds later. Opens the door and welcomes you in. I guess, come in. Please have a seat. There's a lot of stuff in this office, but it's not really messy. There's certainly a lot of papers and books and journals and things. There are very small, um, like, talismans to the five gods of the city uh, up on his wall, with the elven god being shown the most prominence. Right. And there's just a bunch of papers on his desk, and he closes a drawer as he sits back down. Good morning. What brings you to my office today? From where I um, had heard rumors that there was a group trying to get into town. Yes, um, apparently some travelers arrived yesterday, later in the afternoon. But we, we simply cannot let anybody in until the trial. No interference until this trial is open. Do you know who they are or why they're here? I, I assume they are here to come in and take a break from the cold. <laughs> but they're not causing any trouble beyond just trying to get in? Not that I know of, no. I haven't heard anything. And then I know I had asked if you needed any assistance a few days ago. And was just Do you have more information? Nothing that I feel I've fully been able to investigate yet. I've been able to find a few rumors myself, but I'm trying mm. to suss them out a little further before I bring them to you. I'd hate to bring you conjecture and, and rumor only. Of course, of course. You know, rumors only go so far. You know, witnesses and evidence, that's the key. But humor me. What might you have heard? Well, I'm sure at this point the captain has told you that I was kind of drunk all about town the night of the murder. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember a lot except for flashes of that evening at this point. But I do remember being bumped into by an older orc woman, and I've been trying to figure out who that is. And so that's kind of where my investigation has been leading me. She seems to be in a huge rush, but I was so turned about in my drunken state, I don't know mm -hmm. what direction she was coming from or going. Uh -huh. Is that common for you? Do you get drunk a lot? I don't usually, but usually I drink like ale, and I think the mead just did something to me that I wasn't expecting. Roll persuasion. Okay. <laughs> Roll hard, please. Oh, my great. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to make mead, we, why make weak mead? Really? And I'm fully aware of that now. So you were in the area, and you saw someone. I, again, like I said, I'm not sure exactly where I was. I, I remember kind of being in different places and then waking up the next morning, but I very much remember being bumped into by mm -hmm. someone. Tell me, you came here with Samudio. Yeah, right? we're, we're here as Sam's, for lack of a better word, caravan guards. I know Sam, I trust him, I'm not... Worry that he was involved in this in any way. But, you know, someone that you're traveling with did come by asking about Cortland. How well do you know the people you're with? Who was it that came looking? It was that musician friend of yours. Oh, well, he was probably just trying to help me. With? I have something that I was supposed to deliver to Cortland, but I never found him. Hmm. What was it? And I pull out the weapon plans I stole from him, and I put them on the table. Hmm. I was wondering if those were going to show up at all. I don't know what they are, but I was given them by some person I didn't know in one of the towns we passed through and told to drop them off with Cortland. But I never found him because the first night here I got drunk, next night he was dead. He reaches across the desk and slides the papers over to himself. Starts flipping through. Let's see. How clever is he? Hmm. Well, this certainly doesn't look good for our young Cortland. <sighs> What do you know about these 
I don't know. I, I didn't even really look at them. I was told to deliver them. And I figured an extra couple of coins you know, in a person in my state well, wouldn't hurt. Go ahead and roll deception. You mean persuasion? No, I mean deception. Oh, yeah, duh. Deception's a stat. You are lying. That's a 14. Yeah, I see. You know, a, a smart messenger would know the contents of what they're delivering. Maybe use some better judgment as to whether or not it should be delivered. But a smart messenger who may be dealing with something that's way beyond their power to protect themselves against might just ignore what they saw? Maybe. You know, thank you for this. I'll use it there on the desk. Is that why you came here to begin with, to deliver this message? We came with Sam. This was just an extra way for me to make some extra coin. It was just coincidence then. Happenstance. Someone approached me, and I took that extra job. Gonna have to speak with Maraska about these here. Oh, Moore's going to stand up and get a, a pitcher of water, and pour himself a drink. W- would you care for some water? I'm I'm good, thank you. Okay. He sits down, has a drink. This is interesting information, to say the least. Could you do me a favor and stay here for just a moment? Why? I just need to get something real quick. Okay. Moore gets up, walks out of his office, closes the door behind him. I'm gonna turn the chair around so I'm facing the door. And look and see if maybe there's a letter open or something around that can use to defend myself if this goes sour. Uh, give me perception roll real quick. Six. Nothing really weaponish looking around. I mean, you've got your chair, then there's like books and papers, but there's nothing knifey looking. How much time do I have? Five minutes go by. Okay. In that five minutes... Because the only thing I have on me that can cause me serious damage right now is the writ of execution, if you will. I want to try and stash that. Word I gotta think fast. So, quick sess of what's in the room. It's like lots of books and papers and just general books, kind of junk and papers, whatnot. Papers, a little bit of knickknacks. There's a desk, uh, the chair you're in, the chair behind his desk, little talismans of the gods, maybe like an overcoat. Not like a heavy winter one, but just something to throw on. And I'm trying to think, like, is it written clearly that anyone who could read it would understand it? Or is it written in, like... No, this is... A, this is... This is name on a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's definitely a name on that piece of paper with a little bit of information, like, where he is. I'm going to... It's a card that you would recognize as an order. Maybe other assassins could recognize. Outsiders, maybe not. Probably not, actually. I want to find a stack where I'd be able to find it, but also where I could just kind of slip it in. It would just kind of be part of a stack of papers and whatnot. All right, just roll a quick uh, little sleight of hand. Oh, I crit failed. You go up to the shelf, you see this nice little stack of papers. You lift it up, you shove this card in, and there's a set of books there that you knock over as you're pulling away. I'm just like, dip, 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 like dominoes. Of course. One of them falls on the ground and... <laughs> Opens up, and like, there's a few loose things of paper that fly out, and, uh, I don't know, are you trying to clean that up at all, or? I'm more worried about being able to find the card again, but it's, 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 at this point, it's like, in that mess. Yeah. Sure, I'm trying to clean it up. Then, as you're trying to clean it up, the door opens back up, and, uh, Earl Moore walks in. Oh, is everything okay? May have accidentally knocked some things over. Oh, no, no worries. The captain here... That's what I figured. <laughs> ...would like to have a word with you. Uh, please go with her. I'm assuming I don't have another choice, so... Sure. Off you go with Captain Thorne. So I think that goes to Darvin. What are you doing this morning? I'm interested in finding more information on the people who can't get in. 
Hmm. How would you like to do this? I'm trying to be indirect, because, you know, if there's any link between them and me, I don't want to make that clear. Well, depending on what the link is. So I think I'm going to just go listen for gossip again at the bar. I mean, you can do it anywhere in town. But if you want to do the bar, you huh, certainly anywhere. can. And you could just roam the halls or sit in Town Square or yeah. hang out in one of the stores and get it's some ta- info. Town Square, that's a good right. idea. Give me a perception roll. Five. You hear that someone's trying to get back home. They're not allowed back in. Interesting. It's a citizen of Honey Hall and they can't get back in. It's kind of messed. That's weird. But then there's also some people who are like, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, but murder. Okay. Can I go listen somewhere else? Yeah, do you want to just listen, or do you actually want to go ask some questions now? I think I'm going to ask some questions. Who do you want to talk to? Um... You want to talk to guards, city officials, citizens... Citizens. Drunks. Citizens. All right. You're in the town square. It's very easy to find some people. Um... Ooh, I like that a lot. A pair of middle-aged halfling women. So together they're a fooling... Oh, good. You managed to stop by and uh, interrupt a half-whispered conversation between Beth and Aster, the groupies. Beth and Aster. Groupies of who? Quince. Ah. Hey there. So, um, I am but a humble monk, and the ways of your town are somewhat mysterious to me, so I was hoping you could clear up a few things. All right. So I hear there's some people trying to get back into town. Yeah. They aren't being allowed in because of the investigation. Exactly right. Could you imagine it, being kept away from your home? It's not like they're trying to leave the town. Right. If they weren't here already, there's no way they could have done it. That's what I was thinking. What's the point in keeping them out? I know. Is this common? The town doesn't get locked down very often. True enough, I suppose. I don't know how it's supposed to go, but I understand not letting anybody out, but let people back in. Yeah, who these people are. Beth says, Oh, yeah, I heard from one of Thorne's guards. It's it's one of our own daughters. Come back with a, with a husband. Is the husband an outsider? I would assume so. Hmm. Maybe he's suspicious or something? I, I don't know. But it's... I mean, if Thorne says we're locked down, and what are we supposed to do? We're just a couple of little halfling women. Right. Can't stand up to one of those big orc women. And I'm a mere monk. Me neither. I'm sure if you could get him in, no one would really mind. I don't really want to get myself in trouble. What trouble, though? They're not guilty. They couldn't have done it. There must be some reason for them being locked out. Paranoia, as far as we can tell. Maybe they're worried the newcomer will interfere with the investigation for some reason. Uh, He's linked to the suspect. Or the victim. Maybe, but I just figure, why leave somebody out there in the cold? That's true. Would you like for me to see what I can find out? If you, that, I mean, that would be very kind of you. You'd be doing a service to their family. That's true, I would, huh? Well, I'm not one to question authority. Oh. But. All right, then. But. Yeah, this seems like a special circumstance. Maybe I'll ask around and see if I can find anything out without, you know, getting my nose too unclean. Okay. I mean, I think that would be, like, a good thing, right? Yeah, right. It's kind of, if one of our own daughters is coming back with a with a husband, no less, that'd be great. That's true, huh? That's good news. That's true. It should be. Why would that not be good news? And why are we giving them such a cold reception? Yeah. <clears throat> Boo. That's got a sting of it. It sure does. Okay, I'll see what I can find out. Thank you. I'm sorry, your name. Oscar. Thank you, Oscar. You're very welcome. This is Beth. And Beth. this is Aster. Beth and Aster. Beth is still <laughs> They giggle a little bit. 
Oh no, only Quince calls us that. Uh, <laughs> any other things you'd like to talk to them about? No, I think I'm good with them for now. Alrighty, afternoon's rolling up. Arnis is doing what? You just went off to the shrines. Well, generally at this point I would check in with Vale, so I'm going to go back to the hostel. Uh, vale is nowhere to be found. I'm going to wait. At the hostel? Yes, because if Vale hasn't come back, either she's on to something or something has happened. And so it's better for me to wait till one of them gets back. All right. Even if it's just Darwin, so he knows where I'm going. All right. You are however patiently waiting. Not really very patiently, but... Vale. Oh, maybe I'll open my book to pass the time. Just flipping through or looking for anything in particular? I don't know that I can focus on anything in particular, so okay. I'm just sort of... It's all notes on a page right now. And just, you know, maybe playing a little bit. Vale. Uh, Captain Thorne, a couple of regard, are escorting you to another building. Mm-hmm. This interior is very Spartan. They sit you down at a table on a stool. Guard on either side of you, behind <clears throat> you. Captain Thorne sitting across. Wow. Miss Kara. How? The last time I saw CJ alive was the night before his death. And I saw him go home. Not too long after that, I saw you outside of his house. Can you explain to me what you were doing there? I'm sorry, was I outside of his house? Fairly nearby. But aren't there other homes and uh, there are. walkways and pathways there? Yes. You were nearby. Can you tell me what you were doing? I don't remember. I was drunk. I was trying to find my way back to my room. Okay. Where did you get drunk? I was drinking at the bar at the tavern. Uh-huh. Okay. She marks a couple little things off on a piece of paper. Drinking at the tavern. All right. Had you met CJ before? No. I hadn't met him at all before. Did you have any business with him here in the town? I already told the Earl that I was looking for him. Yes. Yes. Explain that to me. Why were you looking for him? I had a package to deliver to him. What package was that? The one I gave the Earl. And can you tell me the contents of that package? I don't know specifically what was in it. I showed it to the Earl, he looked at it, and then he went and got you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, it strikes me as a little odd. You show up, package for CJ. Start asking around for him. A few days later, he's dead with a knife in his back. So tell me, do you own any weapons? I am an adventurer, so yes... All of my weapons are stored where they're supposed to be stored. Okay. What weapons do you own? I have a rapier and several daggers. Several? That's... Uh, how many? I have three. Three daggers. Mm-hmm. Okay. You won't mind if we go get your things. Go right ahead. Oh, one of the... Oh, and I have a short bow. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yes. Well, seeing as nobody was shot with a short bow recently. We'll not focus too much attention on that. How long have you been adventuring? We set off well, a few months ago, and I've done a few odds and ends before that. Okay. So, uh, what is your role in this whole adventuring shtick? I'm sorry? Smoothio. He's a traitor. Mm-hmm. He's obviously the, the monetary motivation mm-hmm. behind this journey. Your friend with loot, music, entertainment, you need a good personal connection. Mm-hmm. A religious man with you. Not quite sure what religion. Um, <laughs> he declined to say a monk of some sort, and then you. I'm, I'm just confused. Like, just tell me, where do you sit? I'm good with my weapons. I see. Good with daggers and my rapier. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. You're trying to insinuate because I'm good with daggers, I could kill this man who I've never met. I'm just trying to learn about you as much as I can. Okay. I think at this point, I would like to request legal counsel. Is that a thing? All right. 
Let's talk about how legal counsel works in Honey Hollow. <laughs> well, Captain Thorne will explain to you. You have the same right to counsel now as you will during the trial. <sighs> Sorry. You know, assuming that you're at the trial. She's not trying to hide the fact that she... just she wants in- to kill me. ...that she intends to put you on trial. You're more than welcome to defend yourself. Or you can seek counsel from anyone in good standing in the city. So there's no lawyers, per se. But on the opposite end of that... The city doesn't have, like, prosecutors. Yes. So if, you, if you've got someone you'd like to choose as counsel, you may. I'd like a piece of paper and a pen, some wax, and an envelope. And I'd like a few minutes alone. Mm. We can give you everything except for the last one. Then I'd like your guards to stand with their facing the corners, please. <laughs> no? I'm not entitled to be able to write to my counsel? They're not going to be looking over your shoulder. If you want to contact someone with a letter, you may. And I would but to like, ask for privacy at this point is absurd. And I would like to request the monk I traveled with to come and take my letter to the person I would like it to go to. Done. Write your letter. Okay. I'm going to write two, actually, if I have the materials to do it. And you just write one letter. One letter. You don't get two lawyers. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, think about what's going to be in that letter. Meanwhile, you're about the city, Darvin. Wrapping up your conversation with Beth and Aster and the groupies. Whenever Abbott Large or up here is behind you. Puts a hand on your shoulder. Oh, shit. Are you the monk? Yes, I'm a monk. Traveling with Kara. Yes, yes. Wonderful. Come with me. Am I in some sort of trouble? Not unless you did anything. Okay. I'll follow him. Cool. Mm. I'll give you a bit to think about what's in your letter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm letter. Oh, you do? Yeah. What's in your letter? My letter, the first part of it, requests the receiver to deliver the rest of it in a day's time <laughs> to the second person that it's addressed to. Okay. And who's the initial recipient? The initial recipient is Darl. And, and the, the second recipient is Bikata. All right. You wrote this letter. I'm not going to ask what's in it yet, because I think me not knowing is going to be really fun. <laughs> so you finished writing up your letter, and I'm guessing you needed the wax to seal it. Mm-hmm. Is Darnell's name written on the outside, or are you just saying? Uh, no, I'm telling Darwin to All take right. it to Darnell. So about 20 minutes later, this orc guard comes in with Darvin. I've also written it in Thieves' Cant, so it's coded. It's a long-ass letter. (laughs) It's a long fucking letter. Darnell, you walk into this pretty much interrogation room, and there's Kara sitting at the table, and an orc standing over her. Clearly being interrogated? Yeah. She hands you a letter that's got to be like seven or eight pages long. Kara, what have you gotten into? I am very clearly being set up to be the out-of-town fall boy for this murder. So I'm going to ask that you deliver this, and I kind of whisper to him the name of the person and where to find it, because I don't <laughs> want the guards to know. Of course, I can do that. Anything else I can do for you? If you could inform the rest of our companions of my current situation, that would be appreciated. Of course. Is the captain nearby? Right next to Kara. Just standing nearby. Captain, this is somewhat fortuitous that I was dragged here. Fortuitous? I was going to seek you out, actually, on an unrelated matter. Could I have a word with you in private? Sure. Just a moment. She motions for uh, her guards to stay behind here in the room with you, Kara. And she'll walk out into a sitting room. Let's escort you further into the building. Okay. Yes. I'm not one to question authority, so please don't misconstrue my intent here. But I ran into a couple of halfling ladies who were somewhat distraught Mm -hmm. at the situation of the outsiders being stuck. Well, outside. 
Yes, it's unfortunate. I didn't really mean to, but to console them, I kind of ended up promising them I would seek more information about, you know, who these outsiders are and what the reasoning is behind keeping them outside. Because clearly, it's understandable why no one can leave. If there's a murder investigation where the suspect mm-hmm. to get out, mm-hmm. then they would not be able to be tried or punished. So that makes sense. But what we don't understand is, why are you not letting them in? It's simply a precaution. So that way there's no interference with the investigation. Nobody has a chance to sneak out while somebody's getting in. Is there any reason to believe these outsiders would interfere? Are they untrustworthy? Those are two very different questions. Reasonably they'd interfere? No. Are they untrustworthy? I'm not sure. At least one of them is an outsider. The husband, right? Yes. One of them is a returning daughter with a new Mm -hmm. husband, I hear? Yes. And the husband may not be trustworthy. He's an outsider. I have no idea if I can trust him or not. Understood. And she'll also tell you that there's a third person with them. Just someone, like, escorting them. Interesting. Can I talk to these people? Or no. is that not? Okay. No, you're not allowed out. Since they're not allowed in, you're not allowed out. Right, right. I just thought you might have, like, a airlock zone or something. For all intents and purposes, the outpost and the stables are, like, their airlock. I see. But no, we're not letting anybody in the outpost or the stables. If the weather takes a turn for the worst, we might allow them into the outpost itself, but not into the city. We're not heartless. No, no, far from it. I think that's all I can ask her. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you, Captain. You're welcome. I will then set about delivering the letter. You deliver the letter. Is there anything you want to say to Darnell when you deliver the letter? Do I know who this person is? You've not met this person no. at all. You get to the address... And there's an older orc man. Good shape for an old guy. Just in very comfortable clothes. So, yeah. Hi. Do you know my friend Kura? Friends, huh? Well, something like that. Yeah, I've met her. Companion, I suppose, is a better word. Yeah, I've met her. Just out of curiosity, how did you meet her? Hmm. Roll persuasion. Five. You know, she sought me out. What'd you think of her? Uh, She's uh, smart enough. Maybe a little young, but... Well, sure. Anyway, she's in a bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. And asked me to give you this. All right. Opens it up. He reads it. Uh, is there anything in here besides deliver this to Bacata tomorrow? Deliver this to Bacata tomorrow. Um, and just a brief explanation of the fact, pretty much what he said, that I've been taken in and questioning for the murder of CJ. And he reads this, and he just kind of, like, shakes his head a little bit. <laughs> ah, kids. <laughs> Anything else besides this letter? I don't think I have anything else to say to this dude. I wish I did, but no. It's right there if you have anything. What if not, then that's it. So what are you up to, Arnis? I don't know. I mean, I've spent a good long while sitting in the room. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen either of them come back. Nope. Um, I'm not really inclined to leave. I'm inclined to kind of hang out, except I should probably like go to the bar and be seen around people. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm not thrilled about okay. it, but... Are you doing anything while you're being seen by people? Maybe drinking, listening to conversations, seeing if I can figure out what's going on, but I'm not going to pry or ask questions. Okay. Roll perception. Because at this point, I'm pretty freaked out. It's a 20. You're able to overhear that Captain Thorne has somebody that she believes is at least partially involved in this crime. The crime of murder. But Moraska and Earl Moore haven't named any suspects yet. So if nothing changes, then it sure sounds like there might only be one defendant at this trial. And of course there are rumors as to why this outsider would possibly want to do CJ any harm. It has not gone unnoticed that she is some bar wench. 
perhaps she has a family member who done her wrong, or maybe she tried to hit on CJ and it did not go well. Okay. Mm, Vale, you're in custody right now. Captain Thorne is going to ask if there's... Is there anything else you have to say regarding this investigation? Not to you, but I'd like to speak to the Earl, please. All right, well, I'd say don't leave town, but that's already been taken care of. I'll uh, see you in a couple of days. Oh, wonderful. I'm not going to be held here. That's awesome. No, no, you're not going to be held. It's one of the advantages of having the city on lockdown. And you leave. The Earl is not otherwise occupied. You can give me a perception roll, though, as you head over to his office. That's a nine. You might be followed right now. And there might be an orc just staying a little far away. Eh, 10, 20 paces back. Keeping an eye on where you're going. Not worried about that. Okay. You go into the Earl's office. Right into the Earl's office. And I look him dead in the eye and say, why did you ruin my investigation? I didn't ruin anything. I'm assisting Captain Thorne in her investigation. You could have given me a couple more days because you don't know who my suspect is. I, you, don't, you haven't told us. You my suspect chance. is your captain. Based on what? On what I was able to lift off of her the night she took me home. What did you lift off of her? I am also very Oh, I'm going to try and convince him I took that target off of her. Yikes. Okay. Roll persuasion as you hand over this... Mm, Persuasion or deception? You know, your pick. Oh, yay. Fuck me. (laughs) Why? Why do you hate me? Okay, well, you can just chalk up car to being executed. Oh, that's a good one. That was a perfect time for a one. Earl puts his fingers on the card as you set it down, picks it up. You know, I've known CJ and Captain Thorne for, well, all of their lives. I can definitively say that she would never want to hurt him. Okay. Now, one last ditch. This card here is very interesting. What proof do you have that this is connected to her, if at all? So anything, this is just one last ditch here. I say, well, if it didn't come off of her, I must have gotten it off of the other woman who bumped into me. Who was that? I'm not ready to name the name yet because she needs to do something. (laughs) So I I, I will bluff it again if I have to and say, that's what I've been trying to investigate. But now I won't be able to do it because I've got this orc tail in me. Hey, go ahead and roll one more deception. Oh, look, another fucking one. (laughs) Uh, okay. Just fucking give it to me at this point. Dude, I think the rest of us aren't going to try to help you. Calm down. You're not alone. Realize you feel like you're alone, but you're not. Let's see, Earl Moore. I'm going to get back into Earl Moore here. I'm going to hold on to this. If you're smart, just sit tight in a room somewhere. I imagine, unless they find evidence otherwise, in two days, Thorne will be showing up to prepare you for the trial. I will certainly not stop her. I don't have any suspects of my own, but I'm not going to interfere in the work of the law enforcement. I go home. They're in my room. You have not lost your tail. I haven't tried to yet. Okay. Afternoon time for Darwin. Not knowing that Armas already knows, or that Kara is now free, I'm going to seek out Arnis so I can tell him. All right. Uh, Arnis, where were you at? The bar. Yeah. Easy enough to find Arnis. Hey, Arnie. Hi. How's it going? How, how do you think it's going? I haven't seen either of you all day, and I have no idea what's going on. Wait, wait. We're in a bar. Let's leave. Okay. That's atypical for you, but okay. So you exit the bar. You're walking through the tunnels. 
whatever you're about to tell me, I'm guessing, isn't for public consumption. Correct. Perfect. We'll wait till we're back at the hostel. Go back to the hostel. <laughs> so, Kara's been arrested. Okay. What am I supposed to do? And anything? Yes, no? How can I help? I think that's up to us. There were guards and the police captain in the room, so it's not like she could give me instructions. Right. She just asked me to tell you and Samudio, I think. She just said our companions. Okay. So I think we should tell Sam. Other than that, it's up to us to figure out how we're going to help. Okay. I'm guessing at this point, Kara isn't back yet. Not yet. And I don't think I understand that they're just... The guard didn't follow me or isn't going to follow me all the way to my room, is he? No, no. Just going to watch you go into the hostel. It's not like there are windows people can jump out of once you go into a building. Mm -hmm. Unless it's one that's a hallway building. Going on Arna's suggestion from before, nobody has dug out. <laughs> like, ever. It's just, like, as far as they are concerned. I don't know what to do until I have more information or know what's going on. Can we go see her? Is that something that's allowed? Is she in jail? Is she somewhere? I don't... She was in, like, an interrogation room. I did not ask if we could come visit. I suppose we could find out. Hmm. Hmm. I was summoned, by the way, which is how I knew. They sent a large orc to come get me. But then I wasn't for a reason. Possibly. In which case, going near whatever they call the police station is probably a bad idea. Maybe she just doesn't like you anymore. Oh. Dude, don't play that card. That's not cool. It's a joke. I was going to say, did you did you actually say that, though? Yes. But Even as a joke? Yes, but it was a joke. You're like, that's true, dude. No. Oh, it's a joke. She likes you. She doesn't like me. She likes you. That, I believe. Don't worry, it's a joke. So allow me a little fun at your expense. Really? At a time like this? At all times. <sighs> Alright, you impossible man. Well, then I guess we sit tight, and I, I, I feel like I should be doing something, but I don't know what to do, so... Well, let's go talk to Sam. Maybe he has some input. Okay. I'm gonna find Sam. You'll eventually be able to get in contact with Sam. Okay. He's not hiding out. He is simply earning his keep. Somewhere, um, but he doesn't stay in the bedroom all night and all day. So yeah, you'll be able to find him about town with some effort. Okay. Oh hey, oh, hell of a business going on. Oh, he's got snippings with him, of course. I'm guessing you've heard. Of course, murder, lockdown. Yeah. Is this usual for Honey Hollow? I I don't know. They don't do murder a lot here. Did you hear about suspects? I've been a little preoccupied. I wasn't really. In which case, I'll cut to the chase. Uh, Kara has been arrested. Arrested? Yes. Okay. I knew she could take care of herself, but I never knew CJ was a violent guy. We don't know what's going on, but we figured you should know. Huh. Okay, then. Well, I mean, if uh, she's found innocent enough, she's you know, she could still travel with me. That's fine, as long as this... It was all some kind of misunderstanding or self-defense or something. Of course it was, but you have to help us help her. I don't know how. What do you want from me? I don't know. But I mean, justice system. Character are... witness? I can try. Come out. Or you could help us hatch a plan about busting out of here. Ooh. I don't know about that. We could I tunnel through the snow. Horses and wagons in the stables. A big I tunnel. need those. That area of the city is currently locked off to folks like myself. And I would like to continue doing business with Honey Hollow if I can. Hmm. Planning on picking up a few barrels before we headed out. And if there's legal help, sure. But I can't just cut and run without all of my supplies and throwing my good name in the dirt. Well, of course. We get that. 
we're sort of at a loss. We're just we're just throwing out ideas here. No, no, I understand. Um, I mean, did she do it? No, of course not. Okay, then. Where was she, then, when this happened? Alibis are great. You'd have to ask her that question. I wasn't with her. Neither of you were with her. I don't know. I mean, that's not atypical when we go into a town. Okay. I was just saying that would be the easiest way. You could ask her. There must be someone who could vouch for her whereabouts. Okay, I mean, I can keep an ear out or talk to people, try to find out where she was during that time. You mind getting sniffing something to eat, something to drink? Sure, sure. All right, we've been cooped up indoors all night, all morning. We'll probably use a little something. All right. Take him with us, or you want us to bring him back? No, no, just just take him with you. Not like he's running off anywhere. How far could he go? I suppose that's fair. And he's going to go off, and he's going to start asking around, see where Carol was. Someone's got to know something. Yeah. I guess we head back to the hostel. Of course, we may have just set him up to find out the truth, but... Well, from whom, though? That's true. It is nighttime on the third day. Anything you would like to do, the three of you, individually or together... Is she back at the hostel? Yeah. Do we know this? By the time you return, well, if you go up to the door, you'll be able to find out that she's there. Okay, let's go talk to her. We could start constructing an alibi. That's a good Unless idea. you want to hide from your friends. No, I'm not hiding from my okay. friends. Let's go first. Who's coming to see me? Me. Knock, knock, knock. Okay, I open the door. You two Darvin or? Yeah, I'll do it. I open the door and I let the man and I shut the door. So, things got a little more complicated today. Oh, shit. A couple of thoughts, but none of them you're really going to like. Okay, first, what do they know? All the evidence they have is circumstantial. The captain can place me near the murder scene. Whether or not she believes I was drunk is something else. I've started to try to feed them a story that I bumped into someone else. I gave the Earl two potential pieces of evidence. Mm-hmm. One of them, both of them could be used to further incriminate me or someone else, depending on how this sort of narrative we create over the next few days. Okay. So we're creating a narrative? Yes. We have to make them believe that someone else is making me out to be a patsy. Did she? Sure. Did Thorne say how she came to suspect you in the first place? Because she found me on the same block as his home, feigning drunkenness. I can only assume she didn't believe the fact that I was acting drunk. I clearly gave them a package that I told them was to be delivered to him. There's also the circumstantial evidence that I use a dagger as a weapon. That's completely circumstantial. So do you and I'm sure dozens of other people in this town and travelers that pass through it. Yeah, there's got to be other people that use a dagger as a weapon. That piece of it is flimsy. Okay, well, what can we do? Anything? Or just act normal? I think, honestly, the best choice for you is to stay out of it and act act normal. To keep as far away from it as you can. Okay. My current plan is to try and frame the captain. You're going to frame the captain? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have anybody better suited? I've already planted the seed in the Earl's mind that the captain's trying to frame me because I'm an easy patsy. Did he buy it? No, because he said I've known her her entire life. In which case, then, I might might ditch that plan. I don't know what's going to get you very far. I might only dig you in a bigger hole. I would tell you more of my plan, but he's currently standing in the room. I don't say that out loud, but I'm just saying... (laughs) Unless you have another person that you feel comfortable framing at this point. Do either of you have somebody you want to frame for murder? We need to frame someone. Do you get, like, a lawyer or something? Like, how does... I don't know... The best I can do is have a person of good standing in the town speak on my behalf. Yeah. Okay, so no which, lawyers. Uh, which... Starvin might know something about having read that book. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Do you have something to add to the conversation? 
don't know, do I? Good standing pretty much means somebody who's not been arrested and is at least, uh, they don't have to be citizens of the town. Just in good standing. And just you, reputable? Yeah. So that's but just about anyone. Yeah, pretty much anyone but Kara right now, since you two have done a favor. So if you do want to do something to help, you could rally any allies you think might stand for me. But at this point, well, I can give you one name. Samudio agrees. He's not going to come out of hiding to stop, speak for me. To be a character witness for you. Which could also help incriminate me. No, like the... No, I'm just saying, like, it's a good thing, but it also, like, they could use it against me. Well, they can use anything against you by that logic. So should we not do anything? I have wheels in motion, but do what you can to do your thing. Meaning what? Talk to people? Is there... Okay, who else in town have you interacted with? The drunk orc guy who I helped get some food and tried to console on the death of his girlfriend. You have this... You have a name for the drunk orc guy? Uh, Caster. Okay. Okay. Definitely named Darwin knows. So you did him a service and he seemed to like... Now you say he was drunk. Is he going to remember you? I uh, hope so. Okay. Any, anything else? There may be one other, but I don't think that's going to help. Unless you can convince someone to say that I was with them on the night that he was murdered, then that's about all we got. Well, I wonder, would that help you or would that hurt them? Again, probable cause. <laughs> someone of good standing saying, hey... They were with me, passing through my area of town. Could give me a reason to be in that area that's not killing the dude. Did they tell you what kind of punishment you're looking at? No. Did you ask? No. If we can get someone else to appear equally guilty, then your punishment will be lenient. So we don't have to prove you completely innocent. We just have to get someone else to look as guilty. Like these guys, they got two weeks in the well. I don't know what the well is, but two weeks has got to be better than... So you're saying it's possible to like split the court? Yeah. Interesting. So we don't have to get her off entirely, although that would be optimal. We can shoot to make someone else look appear guilty. And if we're somewhat successful, that may be enough. Any bright ideas on how you'd like to go about doing that? That or who you want to frame, or premise on why I would be framing someone. Because even if it's not an effective frame, it could create the reasonable doubt we need. Okay. Well, I think that then it's maybe not in your best interest to frame one of the other members of the court. Just well, a of thought. Of course, in doing that, it throws the entire thing into a shitstorm. Because if it's an effective frame, it ruins their entire form of government. True. I guess that's true too. Is it effective? How has it been working so and far? I look at you and go. It could be very effective. If what? If my entire plan goes well and I continue to look at you, trying to convey to you, I'm trying to frame the captain of the guard, and I might have a unique way to do that. Okay, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but, um, okay. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like for the rest of the evening you're sitting here plotting the framing of another citizen. Mm-hmm. Is there any agreement on who that should be by the time the night ends? Is it the captain? Were you thinking about maybe framing the father? Uh, yeah, that is harder to do, though. What about this mysterious person you bumped into? That is a third option, too. I mean, we could effectively create reasonable doubt for all three of them and really just kerfuffle the whole system or keep the captain out of it and frame up the other two of them. I just, if at all possible, would prefer to avoid the mysterious third person. It could cause certain snags when we leave. Largely because they don't have a name, because they don't exist. I'm like, I'm just there, there's a specific third person. Yeah, that I know I'm who your third of, person is. Just which is what the letter's mostly about. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we're gonna end the third night, and we're gonna wake up for the fourth morning. By the time the three of you make it out of the hostel and into the city, where there are other folks around, 
probably even before you get to the town square itself, you start hearing rushed whispers of an attack outside the outpost. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com.